4: Need pain relief? Greska's Topical Mist Spray-On Water-Based Carbon 60 Suspension quickly absorbs into the skin, penetrating into muscles and joints to help reduce oxidative stress and inflammation. Spray it on to mist away your pain. Visit c-60.com or call 720-600-6040. Be sure to tell them that Naturally Inspired Radio sent you. Hello, hello. It's Tuesday, Tuesday. And I tell you what, I got up early this morning and, uh, I don't know why I did this cause I, I probably shouldn't have, but <laughs> I dove right into my work for the day, seven o'clock in the morning. And I am watching a 90 minute long panel from the world economic forum. And, uh, this this panel is about artificial intelligence, and man, I tell you, what a what a way to start your day! <laughs> Holy man, um, I have to talk about it today because uh, I just felt the call. It was like um, such an important topic. So I'm going to take a risk here today because I think it's so important, and I'm going to attempt to communicate how big a risk that we face. Um, I'm doing it because I don't think many people truly realize it. They don't understand, and they've actually become accustomed to having other people do their thinking for them, which we're all guilty of right? We live in this fast-paced world. We work jobs. We cart kids to and from. We're running around doing stuff all the time, staying busy, and we don't have the time to do all our own investigating into everything. And so we've become reliant on convenience, and we've become reliant on experts to do our thinking for us. But we're at a crossroads now, we are at a crossroads, and it's super important that we understand that we do have the right to agency, that we do have the right to make our own decisions, because we're all citizens of the planet Earth here. And so that automatically qualifies you to have a say before we get into this enormous shift of artificial intelligence, which is really Human 2.0 or transhumanism. And uh, watching this talk, this panel, it couldn't be more clear to me that uh, this thing is, the, the horse has left the barn. This isn't something we're going to be able to stop It isn't something, you know, that's, it's like a genie, you know, it's out of the bottle now. It's already, it's already out there. There's not a lot we can do about it. But what we can do about it is, is understand it, first of all, understand it and its impact on us as a human race. Don't underestimate it. And then push, push for fail safes to be put into place a lot of a lot of people that are pro artificial intelligence will tell you oh yeah but you know it's it's like a knife right it's a good tool it cuts things It, it it's it helps you but in the wrong hands it can be a murder weapon and i i totally get it and i agree with that sentiment somewhat but I, I really don't think the general population has an idea of just how big the impact is that's coming from artificial intelligence. So, today's show, I'm going to share with you a few clips. From that World Economic Forum panel on artificial intelligence, the first one will be from Mark Benoff, who is, uh, you know, just a a a force in the business world. He is the uh, creator founder of Salesforce, um, and he is you know developed teams um, that uh, go into uh, places like India and take over customer service, and he's implementing. Uh, what's called their platform of artificial intelligence, which is called Einstein. So this now this now Einstein artificial intelligence assists uh, workers and call centers and whatnot. And so he's going to talk a little bit about augmentation, and I want to share that with you. And then next up, uh, you know, this panel, it had... Uh, Mark Manoff from Salesforce, it had Jeremy Hunt from the UK, it had Robert Borla from uh, Pfizer. Um, and it had Sam Altman on it. And if you don't know who Sam Altman is, <laughs> man, uh, somebody you need to know, he is, you know, he's accredited with a large part, a, a large part accredited to the developer of artificial intelligence and, of course, the developer of ChatGPT. Um, so he was on the panel and um, a couple of other people in tech and uh, it was an interesting conversation. So Albert Bo- Borla kind of inadvert- inadvertently admits that these COVID drugs, like Paxlovid, which I know um, you know was used later on in in uh, as a form of you know pre treatment for COVID, um, he he discusses how artificial intelligence is so heavily involved now in the development of drugs that. Artificial intelligence is, is really what's developing these medications. Um, and I have a lot to say about that because, of course, we know people like Peter, Dr. McCullough, um, Dr. Peter McCullough, rather, he, you know, he pretty boldly states that, that that drug wasn't, it's not good. You know, there's a lot of people are, are uh, suffering uh, ongoing covid and they believe, like I think, they called it rebound COVID, um, due to that drug. So this poses a lot of questions. You know, how much of a, how much do we want to put in the hands of artificial intelligence when it comes to our health? And then um, I'm going to play a clip from Sam Altman, uh, which I think it's so ironic that the inventor, the inventor of you know Open AI or Chat be, Chat. chat gtp um his last name is altman <laughs> he's he's kind of a, a peculiar little fella if if you, if you watch him on film he's a he, he's an interesting little fella and um uh you know his i find it odd that you know he's inventing artificial intelligence and his last name is altman alternative man <laughs> Is that is that odd? I don't know. This seems kind of odd to me. Uh, anyway, our health topic today. We're going to talk about insulin resistance. This is something that a lot of people deal with, and I don't think they know they're dealing with it. Um, you know, they go to their physician maybe with foggy headedness. Um, they feel sluggish, and they probably get told that you know, you're just getting older and fatigue is part of getting older and all of these types of things. And in reality, they're probably more likely struggling with um, insulin resistance and maybe even like uh, pre-diabetic situation. So I'm going to talk about the signs of that and what you can do about it because, uh, you know, we don't, our, our health really needs to be the priority these days. It really, really does, because if we're not making our health the priority, we are going to fall victim to these systems that are being innovated right in front of our faces, because we won't know, we won't have the strength, we won't have the knowledge, we won't have taken the time to develop relationships with alternative solutions to theirs, so we won't have a choice. And then, of course, I'm going to leave you with something inspired. Even though artificial intelligence is hot on our heels, nothing trumps the human, the marvel and miracle of the human body. We'll talk about that more all today on Naturally Inspired Radio. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
5: Have a comment or a question for Tammy? Call or text her at 877-536-1360. That's 877-536-1360. We got
0: married in a we're
4: back this is naturally inspired radio hey if you don't know I'm here to tell you, we have the Naturally Inspired Health Summit coming up June 1st in Loveland, Colorado at The Ranch. That is where we had our last year's event that was super successful. We're so grateful to you that you came out and supported and joined our community last year. And we want to invite you again to join us. Uh, We are going to have 55 vendors. We're going to have five nationally known speakers. We are going to have 13 uh, local speakers. These are practitioners people that have developed real um, solutions for health, so they may have developed products or services, and they're gonna be speaking on stage as well with nationally recognized names. It's a wonderful way for us to use the national recognition of these speakers to bring in people from our community to then be introduced to, to our local practitioners and to our local service providers. What we're trying to do here, is to build a parallel economy that benefits everyone, right? So if I buy my meat from someone in our community and they advertise uh, their business with my radio show, that's a reciprocal relationship. And then we can offer all of these solutions to our community. And likewise, if you're a plumber, but you understand what's going on and the need for this kind of infrastructure that we're building, we want to partner with you. We want, we, want, we want our community to use your plumbing services so that we know that when you need a practitioner, when you need, you need help from the community, we're here for you. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about building a community um, that we can rely on and um, reciprocate business to and from. Uh, we're very excited about it, and uh, we have some. We'll have some good announcements coming soon about more key key uh, keynote speakers. So visit naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com, dot com. You can get more information there, and uh, you can send us a note if you have questions about that. All right, let's dive in. Let's begin though the World Economic Forum's discussion on AI panel. The first clip I want to play for you today is talking about one key component of artificial intelligence, and that is trust. This is at the crux of what everyone's concerned about, right? How, how much can you trust this? I mean, we already see things like chat, uh, chat uh, GPT that skews information, right? It's being programmed, it's being programmed, one might think, to be a little biased around conservatives. It's being programmed to be a little biased when it comes comes to medical information. And uh, that's concerning, right? Because at some point, it feels like people may be too reliant on this artificial intelligence to make decisions, to gather information, and there won't be any other information available because we're experiencing this heavy hand of censorship. So take a listen as Mark Benoff from Salesforce explains how they're going to need to tackle the trust issue.
5: I think that trust kind of comes up right up the hierarchy pretty darn quick. You know, we're going to have digital doctors, digital people. These digital people are going to emerge and there's gonna to have to be a level of trust. Now today when we look at the AI and we look at the gorgeous work that Sam has done and so many of the companies that are here that we've met with like Cohere and Mistral and Anthropic and all the other model companies are doing great things. But we all know that there's still this issue out there called hallucinations. And hallucinations is interesting because it's really about those models, they're fun, we're talking to them and then they lie. And then you're like, whoa, That isn't exactly true. I was at dinner last night and we were having this great dinner with some friends and I was, we were asking the AI about, you know, one of my dinner guests and said the AI went, well, you know, this person is on the board of this hospital and she turned to me and she goes, no, I'm not. (laughs) And we've all had that experience, haven't we? We have to cross that bridge. We have to cross the bridge of trust.
4: Oh, so funny, right, Mark? So funny. Uh, Yeah, it's hilarious that they think that, oh, you know, I'm not on that board. But what about when they say, oh, yeah, that Tammy Cuthbert Garcia, yeah, she believes in, uh, you know, something that goes against the government narrative. What happens then? What happens when the information is planted via artificial intelligence that somebody's a child molester and they're not what happens then mark is that hilarious when someone's life is ruined because you see artificial intelligence is being programmed by humans it's been being programmed by humans every time you you inform a a uh, a, a software that you're not, that you are a human, right? Like those CAPTCHA things, you know, where you have to, you know, identify all of the bikes in this photo. You've been programming artificial intelligence for years. You have, I have, we all have. So what happens when situations like that arise? And think, just think about the warfare That could go on with our our artificial intelligence if they want to take somebody out of an election that's not going to be too hard if they can program artificial intelligence to construct ways to do that narratives spread false information right Um, did you notice how we talked about digital doctors this is very real i have been saying this since the start of COVID. The start of COVID was just a way to get you used to all of this. The lockdowns were a way to get you used to all of this. Telemedicine, I don't think there's a practice out there that doesn't offer telemedicine now. Schools, they offer virtual days now. So you can virtually attend school. You can virtually see your doctor. This was all a way to ease you in to this new model. It is coming. You know, I don't know what the doctor of the future actually looks like. It's probably more like artificial intelligence curates all of the information some kind of technician puts it into the, into the system and the system spits out the remedy. That gets called into a pharmacy and it gets dispensed there and probably delivered straight to your home. This is a different model of living, okay? And that is why they are so hell-bent on destroying the current models that we're living with. They don't give... A crap about the schools anymore you know why they're not going to be there so it's funny that all these teachers and you know health professionals backed the system so adamantly you know pledge their alle- allegiance to the establishment you guys are gone you guys are gone with this model You don't have a practice. You don't have a classroom. That's where this is going. And um, it doesn't stop there, let me tell you. Uh, This is a lengthy conversation, and there's a lot of assumptions between this panel that the layperson walking in off the street would probably have a hard time even understanding the conversation. Because they have a lot of assumption here, like that 's already done type of assumption, oh yes, of course we 're going to have to deal with the trust issue, uh, but that 's okay because you know it 's working here, and margins are better, profits are better. we all want this right there's there 's no resistance on this panel this isn 't a debate this this is this is just a fleshing out of ideas and how they move forward you get no agency none next up um i wanted to just introduce you to how artificial intelligence will affect our medicine right quote medicine it's pharmaceuticals it's pharmaceuticals right uh it's very interesting because they they you know i've said it time and time again but the the technology so you know covid served a lot of different things for them talk about hitting you know hitting it out of the park in terms of being able to multitask or tend to so many different areas, right? It, it addresses the digital passport. It, uh, it addresses the biological and the tech, um, the health and tech, right? That's a big portion of this great reset plan. Um, you know, it has all these facets to it and it hits so many of them with it. And one of those being the mRNA technology they needed a way to roll out this technology because this the this is the future of treatment. Moderna on their website. If you go to my Twitter page at Tammy Cuthbert G, I posted recently that Moderna has a list of drugs that are in trial right now based on the technology. Just a whole whack of them, and it's endless. Because they can develop these drugs at lightning speed now based on using artificial intelligence. Take a listen. This is Robert Borla, head of Pfizer, talking about how they developed the drug Paxlovid for COVID.
6: The tech revolution is transforming right now what we do. What is our job is to make breakthroughs that change patients' lives. With AI, I can do it faster and I can do it better. And this is not only because of the advancements in biology, as you spoke, but also the advancements in technology and the collision between the two of them. But they are creating tremendous synergistic effects that will allow us to do things that we were not able to do until now. I truly believe that we are about to enter a scientific renaissance in life sciences because of this coexistence of advancements in technology and biology.
0: Give us some sense of, give us a, a few examples, or you know, help us understand how these two technologies, these two revolutions interact.
6: Generative AI is something that we were all impressed on, but we saw it now, let's say basically last year, right? But AI in different forms exists for many, many years, and we are using it very, very intensively in our labs. The best example that I think people will resonate, it is the oral pill for COVID, it's called PaxClovid, was developed in uh, the chemist part of it. it, was developed in four months, usually it takes four years. This is because the typical process is what we call drug discovery. You really synthesize millions of molecules and then you try to discover within them which one works.
4: Completely relying on artificial intelligence to get it right. These people have a, an allegiance to the artificial intelligence, so much so they don't even feel the need for trial on humans. A lot of these trials were rushed through, you know, everything, a lot of things look really good on paper. A lot of things in the laboratory look really good in the laboratory, but they don't translate necessarily to real life. And that is what I call kind of the God variable, right? We don't truly understand how we got here, right? We don't truly understand why the sun comes up every day. We don't truly understand why we have emotions. We don't truly understand our consciousness. There's so much that we don't understand about humanity. And so something that looks good in the laboratory or on paper doesn't always translate into the real world like you worked out with your little mathematical equation. And the arrogance and the uh, entitlement that these people hold and feel that they have to inflict this upon every person on the globe is almost hard to comprehend. We are a symbiotic people, right? We have a, we are one thing affects the next thing and we have failed so miserably to recognize that in the last you know 50 years. We have compartmentalized medicine. We have we compartmentalize everything because when we can think about it in terms of you have a heart problem, you can go to a heart specialist, take a heart medicine and fix your heart. Unfortunately, the body has this variable that you can't really put your hands on. And so it doesn't always translate that way. Let's talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. I'm Tammy Cuthbert garcia Stay tuned. Welcome
5: to the School to Startups Minute with Jim Beach.
3: This week we have been talking about ways to become more confident. Yesterday I advanced the idea that it's okay to be wrong and that you increase your confidence when you accept responsibility for your mistakes, freely admit it, and learn from your errors. Today I will talk about how exercise can help your confidence right after this.
1: This is Dr. Michael Garko for Strauss Naturals. It is not until they have urinary flow or urinary tract problems that men really pay attention to their prostate. Rather than wait for problems to occur, I recommend Strauss Naturals Prostate Support Drops. The prostate support drops is a blend of naturally sourced herbs to support a healthy prostate, urinary system, and urinary flow. All Strauss natural products are backed by one hundred percent Satisfaction guarantee. Visit droughtsnatural.com to learn more and order the prostate support drops today.
3: Exercise is one of the best ways to increase your confidence. When you set a goal, any simple goal, say, I'm going to run a mile this week, and actually achieve it, your confidence level soars. You're so proud of yourself for doing something that you know you didn't want to do, but it's so good for you. You realize that you can achieve things, that you can do your goals, that they're not just a dream, that they're actually achievable. One small step will increase your confidence
0: overall. Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, make sure you can write your rules. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800. 800- Nine five one zero five nine two, or visit our website at allamericangold.com
4: Today's show is brought to you by preparewithtammy.com. One of the best ways to build independence and confidence is being prepared. Here at my home, 1890 Homestead, we focus on self-sufficiency like gardening, water filtration, and storable food. For more information and to order the supplies you need, go to preparewithtammy.com. back on Naturally Inspired Radio. If you head over to naturallyinspiredradio.com if you're going to shop We'd be so grateful if you shopped with us. When you click on the shop support tab, you can see all of our, our preferred products there. We have products for cleaning, we have products for skincare, we have vitamin supplements, uh, we even have phone service on there, we have solutions for healthcare, all different kinds of things. That's at, at Naturally Inspired Radio.com. When you click the shop support, while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter and get subscribed to the Substack. Uh, you'll get articles in your inbox, and the newsletter will inform you of all the different things that we have going on. That's naturallyinspiredradio.com. All right, back to the World Economic Forum uh, panel of evil. <laughs> like, it really rattled me, you guys. This, this discussion really rattled me because it just shows their lack of concern Um, about the impact of humanity. They even get into talking, you know, about transhumanism a little bit. Of course, they don't use that term, but they talk about augmentation and augmenting the human and, and how we're at a point right now... Really, that we're augmenting with with artificial intelligence, and um, they talk about how you know humans are using that as a tool. So it's it's making you better. It's uh, you know. It's, but what they really want to get to is integration. So they're in the early phases of uh, using it as augmentation, and that their goal is to get into integration, where you know there's it's seamless between human and machine, and. Uh, As I get down into understanding transhumanism even more, it it really is about curing the ultimate problem they see as the ultimate problem, which is death. They are trying to cure death. And on the way to cure death, they don't really care who becomes a victim of their trials of trying to cure death. And that's a question I think everybody is going. I know it's crazy. It's Tuesday, it's Tuesday, and it's uh, three thirty. So this is like a heavy topic for <laughs> for right now. But this is uh, this is how we're living, folks. This is our reality right now. We are indeed in the fourth turning, known as the crisis mode. Right, the crisis mode that we've talked about um, in that eighty block, eighty year block of uh, of. Uh, of, of, of history. You can you can boil them down to 20-year periods. And the 20-year period we're in right now is the crisis zone. And there ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Um, and in the end, you know, you have to rely on your spiritual connection to get you through this stuff, because you can't live in fear. And you do really have to understand the power of your humanity and what we're capable of. Doesn't mean you don't fight. Doesn't mean you don't, uh, you know, seek knowledge and understanding. But that you're wrapped in a spiritual blanket um, is the only way to get through. And that's what allows me to be able to laugh about it a little bit and to, you know, just let go of it. Keep fighting. Keep trying to educate people. Cr- keep trying to give knowledge to people so that they make the right choice. Um, but yeah. That's where we're at. We are indeed in the fourth turning. So with that, I want to introduce introduce you, maybe you've heard of him, you probably have if you're in my audience, you're super smart, so you probably have already heard of this guy. His name is Sam Altman and he is uh you know known as a developer of uh OpenAI and um he is really just a peculiar little fella. I'll let you judge, but let's take a listen to how he explains what he thinks about humans and um yeah. Let's take a listen. Do you think
0: AI could do that better than us as well? And if so, what what's the core competence of human beings?
2: I think there will be a lot of things. Humans really care about what other humans think. That seems very deeply uh wired into us. So, chess uh, was one of the first, like, victims of AI, right? Deep Blue could beat Kasparov whenever that was a long time ago. And all of the commentators said, um, this is the end of chess. Now that a computer can beat the human, you know, no one's going to no bother to watch chess again, ever. It's over. AI, play chess again. Chess has, I think, never been more popular than it is right now. Um, and if you, like cheat with AI, that's a big deal. And no one, or almost no one, watches two AIs play each other. Um, We're, like, very interested in what humans do. When I read a book that I love, the first thing I do when I finish is, like, I want to know everything about the author's life. And I want to, like, feel some connection to that person that made this thing that resonated with me. And, uh, You know like what same thing for like many other products that that humans know what other humans want very well humans are also very interested in other people i think humans are gonna we're gonna have better tools we've had better tools before but we're still like very focused on each other and i think we will do things with better tools and i admit it does feel different this time general purpose cognition feels so close to what we all treasure about humanity that it does feel different so of course you know, there'll be kind of the human roles where you want another human, but even without that, I think like when I think about my job, I'm certainly not a great AI researcher. Um, My, my, my role is to like, you know, figure out what we're going to do, think about that and then like work with other people to coordinate and make it happen.
4: All right. So um, listen to this. Okay. So that's Sam Altman, which I have a lot of feelings about that guy, which I'll share with you in a minute. Um, I think there's a reason why we feel. I personally, I can't speak for everybody, of course, but I personally feel so incredibly disconnected from people like Sam Altman. I think I've I think I've discovered why, or at least I've discovered a component as to why I feel so disconnected to people like Sam Altman. But first, listen to this. This is from Jeffrey Hinton. He's known as the godfather of AI. This was on a CBS interview in October of 2023. Here's his explanation and his concern about AI Quote, but as, as, as soon as it gets really complicated, we don't actually know what's going on anymore, any more than we know what's going on in your brain. We designed the learning algorithm but when this learning algorithm then interacts with data it produces complicated neural networks that are good at doing things but we don't really understand exactly how they do those things one of the ways is when it, when it does this is it controls by writing its own computer code to modify itself and that's something we need to be seriously worried about he says And that's kind of what Sam Altman just explained in that clip. They don't really understand its compounding effect of information and knowledge. He's not the curator of artificial intelligence. He just kind of has the idea, and then the algorithm builds itself. What could go wrong, do you think? (laughs) What? What could go wrong with that, do you think? Um, the fact that they aren't scared by that, I have a theory on that. I have a theory on that. I don't know if you've noticed, but I have certainly noticed out in public, whether it's getting a coffee, whether you know, it's just an interaction in a retail place, um, not so much with my own kids because my kids weren't raised on screens. Uh, we didn't allow video games until our kids were much older. Our kids didn't have phones until they were like 14 and 15. They were like the, uh, the oldest kids to get phones in their peer groups. Um, but I have noticed this age group who has been raised on screens, it feels different interacting with them to me because their lifestyle has actually upregulated their genes and downregulated down-regul- their genes in a different way than the other generations who didn't spend that much time on a screen. Let's talk about that and the consequences of it when we come back. You're listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. I'm Tammy Cuthbert Garcia. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
0: Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. (laughs) Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever.
5: Have a comment or a question for Tammy? Call or text her at 877-536-1360. That's 877-536-1360.
4: We're back on naturallyinspiredradio.com. When you go to that website, you'll find the Naturally Inspired Health Network banner. And when you find it and you click on it, um, you can see all of the different real solutions we have for health there. We have solutions for acupuncture, uh, pain. We have... um, naturopathic doctors. We have all kinds of services there uh, and nutrition consults, uh, er everything. And we're adding new people all the time because you know why? A lot of people are waking up, and and I have you to thank for that because so many of you share these shows, you post them on social media, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, please continue to do that. We need to we need to share this message. We need for people to understand that there are real solutions for health, and that we can build this this lifestyle that we need to make sure that we remain healthy. So that's naturallyinspiredradio.com and the Naturally Inspired Health Network. Um, Visit there today. All right, I want to talk a little bit more about this idea that I kind of came to more so. I mean, I've been thinking in, in these terms for quite some time, but after watching this talk today, it really solidified it for me. So, you know, I always talk about, you know, how genes don't determine your health that we have a set of genes and um, we can upregulate the weak genes or we can downregulate weak genes. You know, we can we can have an impact on our genes with epigenetics through nutrition, through exposure to toxins, uh, through our stress and and what we choose to have a part of our lives, through our movement. We're capable of, of affecting um, through epigenetics. I feel like this is the same thing that has happened with, the AI generation, if you will. And their genes have been upregulated or downregulated, however you want to say it, um, to, to, to adapt to their screen environment. And they've lost a lot. I mean, I would argue it's a loss. Other people would say maybe it's a gain. I don't know. And one of the best examples I can use to demonstrate this is just nuance, human nuance. Okay. So a few years ago, uh, specifically, I remember this one interaction I had with a young girl. Um, She had been at a competition and, you know, really done well. And uh, I was congratulating her. And I said, wow, look at all that stuff. Like, look at all those trophies. You've really cleaned up out there. And she looked me dead in the eye and said, I didn't clean anything. What do you mean? There was, this, like, there was no comprehension of that. And I just kind of brushed it off at the time as, you know, young, whatever. But this type of thing has happened now so many times to me. <laughs> um, I was just in a store the other day. And uh, I was making light of the fact that we don't have bags here anymore. You know, we can't use bags. And I was juggling like a candle and a rug and I had all this stuff. And I, I you know, was walking around like with my arms full and I kind of laughed about it and said, oh, who needs a bag, right? And uh, the cashier just looked at me with nothing. Like it was not funny to him at all. <laughs> he just, you know, um, And that's what I describe as trying to connect something I took for granted in the past. I'm able usually to connect with people really well. Um, You kind of connect through nuance and laughter or some kind of, I can't really describe it. It's a physical, but it's also invisible, the connection you feel with people. And when I throw things like that out to the AI generation, it's like a it won't stick. It won't stick to the wall. Like it, 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 there's a wall up, and it and it doesn't penetrate. They don't know what you're talking about. And I've come to realize that these are kind of the Sam Altmans. They have spent so much time working with machinery, working with computers, screen time. They haven't. They haven't developed the ability to interact like say maybe you or and i have and i particularly noticed that with sarcasm even elon musk has said i hate sarcasm i hate sarcasm right as an 80s kid man i mean we 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 basically run on sarcasm <laughs> i don't know how, like i don't know how else to function but it's interesting to me And I think that's the division there. I think that's the division. And I find it really peculiar that Sam Altman has the name, first of all, Sam Altman, like Sam Alternative Man, (laughs) as he's developing artificial intelligence. And when you watch him, it is certainly a different style. Of human. It really is. And it could be attributed to the fact that their lifestyle has developed them in a different way. They have upregulated different genes than us, people who weren't raised on screens. And so they've lost something there. From, our, from my point of view, it's a loss, like I said. Perhaps from their point of view, it's a gain. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Anyway, peculiar times that we're living in. I want to give you some knowledge because with all of this artificial intelligence stuff, like I said, we don't want to fall victim to a system that we're not even sure we want to participate in, right? This is scary stuff. Who wants to rely on an algorithm for medical care? I don't. I don't at this point, you know, especially when I'm clashing with that algorithm all the time, when they censor me for things I say about, you know, treatment or vaccines or, you know, politics or opinions on gender or whatever. They're shutting me down at every every gate. And then I'm supposed to trust blindly when they give me medical advice? Like, wow, I now know I have to do everything in my power to develop my own system to be able to get the kind of results I want with my health. And so one of the things that people I think overlook and don't know a lot about is insulin resistance. I think a lot of people actually struggle with insulin resistance and um, they don't even know it. You know, the doctors, yeah, they can run tests. They never run the right tests, but... (laughs) the insurance company doesn't allow them to run all the tests that you really need. And so if you're not, you know, popping for uh, diabetes, then you're fine. You're within the normal range and there's nothing wrong with you. But the fact of the matter is, is that You find yourself almost falling asleep every day around two or three o'clock and nothing's picking you up. You're not sleeping well at night. You got foggy head. You feel fatigued. Something's going on. Let's talk about it after this short break. You're listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. Join me
0: Wednesday on Swamp Fight when I'll be joined by Colorado State Representative Mike Lynch. Be there or be square. That's Wednesday at 5 p.m. right here on AM 1360. Bleed
3: stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma Bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today.
0: The Blue Dragon Spa is a man friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feed her too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa. 1811 Hover Street, Suites A&B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492, 720-680-0492.
4: One of my favorite things to do is work one-on-one with a client. And I have a couple of slots still available for naturallyinspirednutrition.com. If you'd like to go there and find more information, I am taking on two more clients. I would love to help you through your journey. What you'll find is that, you know, nutrition counseling is so much more. (laughs) I laugh because people come to me, they think they want a meal plan. But in reality, uh, what they need is to understand, you know, why they're not do making the right decisions, what they need to change in their lifestyle to prioritize their health and to really mean it, to really want better results for yourself. So it's kind of a process and it's different for everybody, but um, that is what I do. And through a transformation system, people are able to get and build a lifestyle that they love and get the, the health results they want. So visit naturallyinspirednutrition.com for more information. Okay, so it's possible, did you know that it is possible to have insulin resistance without actually being a diabetic? And that is what I mean. If you go to the doctor and you think, oh my gosh, my blood sugar, I think something might be going on, but nothing pops through your testing, it could be that um, you're experiencing insulin resistance. Uh, Your insulin resistance can be temporary or it can be chronic. So for instance, taking a course of steroid medication, can make you temporarily insulin resistant. Whereas being overweight, inactive, and eating an unhealthy diet are all factors that might lead to chronic insulin resistance. If your insulin resistance becomes chronic, your blood sugar levels could be high enough to even make you pre-diabetic. So like I always say, right? If you're feeling fatigue, cloudy headed, like these are signals. Your body's so awesome. It is so awesome. It is constantly trying to talk to you and tell you, Something's up. Something's up. It's not It's not normal. It's not part of aging to have foggy-headedness, to feel fatigued, to feel, you know, blah all the time. This could be something you're dealing with in terms of of insulin resistance. So, you know, keep in mind that certain medications can also contribute to that, right? So I, I mentioned the steroids, but also antipsychotics can cause that. And hormonal disorders and sleep problems also increase risk for insulin. This is what I'm talking about, guys. When I say we are symbiotic creatures, you don't just compartmentalize one thing about your health, treat that, focus on that, and then feel like the body's healed. It doesn't work that way. I wish it I kind of wish it was that easy, you know, it'd be so easy just to go, "Oh, yep, it's my knee. It's my knee. It's my knee. I'll just fix my knee. I'll put a put a put a bandaid on my knee, make my knee better." But in reality there's a reason why your knees bothering you. You know, your you're something unless it's like traumatic injury, right, where you've 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 suffered some kind of impact. Of course, there's traumatic uh injury. But like if you just have achy knees and you're not really sure why and it's, you know, it's this chronic problem that's your body signaling to you. That's a signal. So we have to we have to get used to, to looking at these things as signals and responding accordingly, right? Because right now, the way we respond is to shut it up. Just shut it up. And, and, and that's not the way. That leads to more problems. So uh, foods, I want to get to this list. We're running out of time here already. Uh, fast hour today. Insulin-resistant foods to eat and what to avoid, well, they're kind of a no-brainer, but we're going to go through them anyway. You want to do like, um, you know, if you're going to do fruit, because a lot of people will say, oh, cut out fruit completely, you know, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. I think that their fruits have their place, especially berries. There's actually a new study that just came out today, I was reading, um, of the impact of berries and how wonderful they are as, you know, a lot of different things. Um, they help. They help with um, lining your gut lining, and a lot of people didn't real don't realize that. You know, there. Was, I think it was Sean Baker that was talking about a. He ended up having a scan, and when they he eats, he eats berries, and um, or no, it was Huberman. It was Huberman that talked about it. He was eating a lot of berries, and when he had a scan of his GI tract, he could see that it was actually lined you know, with a lot of magnesium and and different vitamins. And um, that's so important. So I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's important that we keep these types of whole foods in our diets. Avocado, tomato, coconut, cranberries, lemons. These are the types of fruits I'm talking about. Eggs, cheese, chicken, pork, nuts, fish, all of that. Of course, good fats. If you want to know more, just reach out We've to me, naturallyinspiredradio.com. I'm happy to give the you the information. And that's I'm it for Tuesday. Jackson. Man, that was fast. We'll see you I'm tomorrow. To this is Naturally Inspired Radio.
6: Yeah, I'm
4: going- hey, honey, I've been looking
1: all over for you. The radio says there's an emergency. What are you doing down here?
5: I heard that too. So I'm down here checking our preps, making sure we got enough Rocky Mountain freeze-dry ice cream.